Hi, I'm Holly. And I'm Danielle, and you're listening to the Spooky Hour. My thing worked this time. There was no issue. Yeah, we didn't fuck it up already. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, friends. Happy Monday, friends. Yeah. Can you What's believe poppin'? it's like almost the end of March? I literally can't because we already know about this. I forgot my boyfriend's birthday. It's uh, the 4th of April. So like I knew what it was and I knew it was coming up, but I didn't, it just didn't click that this was the last week of March. I mean, we spent the last couple years like in, in a time isolation warp. and like we couldn't plan anything anyways. So I don't blame yeah. you for not planning anything. Like I want to I either. honestly mentally I'm in December 2019 still so Merry Christmas everybody yeah, literally <laughs> Wait we did do Christmas today kind of Oh yeah we actually did I finally opened Holly's Christmas present to River <laughs> I'm, like 3 months late We're all sorts of fucked up over oh here Oh my man. god and it's March 25th Oh look at that that's, that's so, so cute. weird It's his own special Christmas Literally 3 months <laughs> It was really cute. We're the too, guys. worst. The worst part is, is like I saw Danielle around that every, time. Yeah, and you see me every Friday for the past three months. Yeah, well, yeah, but you're. We wanted to do it in person, and then I right. gave you your birthday present, and he wasn't there. Yes, and so you were like, "We'll do it again," and then life. <laughs> it just never happened. We remembered, though. We're good at things. Life's hard, guys. It fucking is. Is anybody else like phenomenally burnt out, or is it just me? Yeah. <laughs> The only exciting thing that's happened is um, I got a rug. <laughs> you know, I don't know why I thought you were going to say raise. No, I got a rug for my house. It is a lovely rug. It is a lovely rug. My dad was like, I'll buy you a rug. And I'm not going to say no because rugs are expensive. So me, my, yeah. me and my dad went out yesterday to Home Depot. I don't know if the state says Home Depot. But I was like, he's like, what do you want to, what, what kind of rug do you want? And I was like, okay, I want something like you walk into like a Victorian style home. And you see the rug, but the home is haunted. And that's the rug I want. And guys, I got the rug. She got it. I did. She, it's really pretty. It is really pretty. I like it. It looks like suns in the pattern a little bit. A little bit. From that one picture you showed me. Mm-hmm. I like it. But it's like I aesthetically pleasing. Not. It is very aesthetically pleasing. And River's little play area is aesthetically pleasing. Daniela's like, she's feeling the vibes right now. I am. And I got frames. I got six picture frames to put on the wall. I don't know when I'll get the pictures. I was, was going to say, what are you putting in them? <laughs> pictures hopefully <laughs> of something just of something but um yeah and river is crawling now my mom's here <laughs> and uh she's like chase the ball river and now river went from his play mat to the front door and now he won't stop moving and my mom's created <laughs> it has begun it, my mom created a demon <laughs> wait till he starts walking no Ooh. i can wait especially like out in public when they just waddle away i was a leash baby fun fact of the day oh, my sister I was. my the, my sister did that she was i think my parents made her makeshift leash, leash after this because they were in the mall and she just vanished and they ended up finding her walking with like two older people she just, i did that too my mom said i was like holding a stranger's hand yeah. just walking with a stranger <laughs> no problem <laughs> I'm surprised you guys weren't kidnapped. Luckily, it was like, I think it was another mom or something. And she was like helping me. But like, can you imagine? I was just like, take me. See, I me mean, as a baby, I got terrified of strangers and people I don't know very quick because my mom took me into the mall and this little kid was with his mom and he came over and bit me in the face. Holy fuck, what? And I was like only like, I, was, I wasn't even two years old. So I just started walking and my mom was like walking me around and the kid came up and bit me in the face and my mom was so mad she's like 
if your your child's gonna act like a dog, then put them on a leash. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, and it That's wasn't a wild. It wasn't a nice bite. I had a black eye, and my cheek was all like, like I what actually had. What the fuck a... kind of rabid child? <laughs> like, no idea. I have PTSD from that apparently because I still don't literally, like people. and you still don't like people. Yeah. <laughs> So. Wow. So I guess long live the leash babies, eh? We, we had it right. <laughs> so I was with my mom. I wasn't like wandering. I was holding my mom's hand. No, I meant that kid should have been oh, on a leash. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. And probably had, I, like, a I didn't attack anyone for the record. I just wanted friends. <laughs> yeah. Which still hasn't happened. No, still hasn't. Still hasn't. It's cool. I'm over it at this point. <laughs> We're all just living our like toddler lives and we just don't realize it until this moment. <laughs> what repression? I don't repress anything. <laughs> that doesn't exist. <laughs> oh my God. We're off to a start. I like that we went to like, we went from rugs to childhood trauma, like real quick. Welcome to the spooky hour. <laughs> <laughs> a mess uh it's been a week man i'm just fucking tired i haven't slept and it's gonna be a weird episode i think oh yeah i've had see this is what this is my problem so i always pour a glass of wine because i don't i don't drink anymore when i have a kid and two i get drunk off three sips yeah Um, so i usually have a drink on friday nights because Stuart's home tomorrow so like i get all the help i can get and my mom's here too so i'm like i could have two glasses um (laughs) So I poured my glass of wine before recording, and then we talked for forty-five minutes. And now I have <laughs> now my wine's gone, and I'm wasted, and the show hasn't even started. I can go power smoke another bowl to make you feel better. <laughs> Please do. Two hours later, and we're back. <laughs> and we're back. I was like, well, I'm gonna keep all this in, but while I was peeing, I was thinking of the music I could use, and you know, like the SpongeBob. It's like four hours later. <laughs> I was like, if we can get something like that. I don't care if it's copyrighted. <laughs> It'd be really or we'll just funny. do a video. Or we'll just do us at the end. We'll make a clip of it at the yeah. end. Four hours, hours later. later. <laughs> we should do it. It'll be really funny. <laughs> Holy fuck. What a mess. I, I was thinking as I power smoked my extra bowl, why do people listen to us? <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> no idea. We're a mess. But it's like our podcast and we'll do what we want. We'll do what we want to. And you know what? People do like us. I'll, I'll fucking... Which is You guys surprising. are weird, but we'll yeah. take it. <laughs> Which is very, very surprising. Oh, man. So I guess we'll talk about murder now. I guess so. <laughs> I, I'm literally crying from laughing already. Um, so today I'm going to talk about the murder of a man named Ben Rennick. He was an up-and-coming designer python breeder, and he was really, really well-known in the community. Uh, the one article said he was called, like, quote, the rock star of the community. Wait, wait um, a python's a snake? Like, Yes. Oh, okay. Like noodles. We're talking about noodles today. Okay. Um, I, was, I had, like a, a, like, a ramen bowl. So Ooh. when you said noodles, that's all I could think. I was like, oh, like noodles, Yum. but but snakes. Do you like like ramen ramen? Like not the like noodles you get in the store, but like a good bowl of ramen. Yeah, with egg and everything. Yeah, but I just didn't make I didn't make egg. We're gonna go to a spot in Whitby someday. It's called Ipon Ramen. It's fucking bomb. I'm down. I'm down. Um, <laughs> check it out if you're local. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he was a he was a really big up and comer in the uh, reptile breeding industry. And uh, I actually follow a bunch of people that are connected to this case, and I didn't know about the case. So once I started reading about it, I was like, oh, holy shit, I want to talk about this. So that's why we're here. (laughs) This is how Polly's brain works. This is how my brain works. I went, I like snakes. Let's talk about it. Um, (laughs) We like danger noodles. We do. I love them so much, but they're so expensive. 
and I don't want to feed them rabbits and shit. I just can't. We're like worms and crickets are hard enough for me. Yeah, I, I I can watch them on like Instagram, but like to do it myself is different because uh, yeah. I'm gonna gag. We had we used to have a savanna monitor and we would feed him rats. Uh, they were frozen rats. I would never ever live feed the trauma of it all. Oh my god! But like <sighs> he, um, Snoopy was his name. Oh, Don't. you're gonna hear it. No. He liked to like drag it around the cage and break every single bone in its body. I took my headphones <laughs> before out. eating it. I didn't and all hear. you hear is like little snaps and pops for like half an hour. <laughs> I'd have to leave the room every time we fed him. I would it's die. Brutal. See if I, I, I could no. I'd be like, you're I love a the larger reptiles so much, but I just can't. It's so gross. I'd be like, you're a vegetarian. I need to be rich now. enough that I could pay someone else to feed it. I think that's what I need to do. Um, and like live in a different home so you don't have to hear it yeah yeah there'd be like a soundproof room somewhere (laughs) it's fucking gross um so ben was we're gonna go back to this now casually um ben was just 29 years old when his life came to a tragic end uh his snake business had just become incredibly successful and he and his wife murder him did he get eaten Dun, dun, dun. oh i'm sorry i okay we'll cut that out because i totally skipped this. no no you don't have to cut it out it's cool we can leave it there um so ben and his wife Lindley, which i literally wrote lol Lindley. at the name i'm sorry if your name is Lindley and you listen to this but that's it's not it's not a great name um so they used to travel across america attending various reptile shows uh which are they're like reptile expos fun fact there's one coming up in toronto i think next weekend um you could see designer noodles there Des- um, <laughs> Oh, my God. So, so the couple kept several hundred snakes on their property in Missouri. Uh, some of them were worth upwards of $100,000 each. A snake? And the entire like a collection. Is a- mm-hmm. It's all about, business. like, the crossbreeding and stuff. It's it's actually really, really fucked up. So I'm not a scientist, so bear with me. But it's something to do with the genetics. When you want to get, like, a certain special... Uh, danger like, noodle? Danger noodle, yes. <laughs> um <laughs> you you want to breed this one with this one but sometimes their genes aren't compatible and you come out with like uh like blind snakes or snakes where their bones haven't formed like they okay. come out like really really fucked up so to get one successfully like this takes like years and years of breeding so that's why they cost like hundreds of thousands of dollars is because that's like 20 years of breeding to get this specific look um it's really really fucked up especially if you're an animal activist i was gonna say it's kind of like a puppy mill but like a it is exactly like a puppy mill um if you want to google ball python deformities it's really really fucked up what what ends up happening when it doesn't work it is and i think people are more casual about it because people don't see reptiles as pets which is sad you know which the only thing I, i don't see someone's gonna hate me for this the only thing i don't see as a pet is a spider like a tarantula yeah i thought I, i'd be cool with I them can't but fuck with that you know? yeah i had never actually seen one in person i just assumed they were cool because i'm into reptiles and stuff so i was like there's a correlation there but then i went to my first ever reptile expo and there was a whole tarantula thing and i went up and i looked at it and i was like oh no no no, no. no. Nope. <laughs> i don't like you nope. like i won't it's, kill you but like you stay away from you me. stay the fuck away from me <laughs> yeah. yeah i didn't like it they made me very uncomfortable uh danger noodles are cool though um, so his entire collection was valued at over a million dollars. Fun fact. This is totally off top. Well, it's not off topic, actually. But um, when I used to like, like at my parents' house, like when I was a kid, the person on the corner of the street, 
he had a ball python and he would let us carry it to the park all the time and i definitely carried it because i thought i was a badass doesn't it make you feel cool i used to walk around with him when i worked at PetSmart all the time yeah then it bit a kid so oh but it wasn't me didn't bite me so i was okay that's not cool yeah he stopped bringing the like i was gonna say he stopped bringing his danger noodle out but that sounds so weird (laughs) That's a whole other true crime that's a, piece. Yeah, that's a whole, whole other story. But. Oh, my God. I mean, also sort of off topic, but I meant to mention this earlier. One of the, like, most rare breed of snakes that I've ever seen, people have mastered how to do scaleless snakes. So they're, like, a smooth, like, they don't have naked scales. Cat. It literally, yes, like that's the kind of look it is. It's just, like, smooth and, like, you could, there's still, like, somewhat of a pattern there, but it's not as defined because it's not on scales. I think think i could be wrong but i think one of the girls that i talk about in this case uh is either friends with or participated in the creation of the scaleless snake and it was like the first one in the world and i watched it happen live on instagram and it was it's very exciting (laughs) like did no one learn anything from like jurassic park and like jurassic evolution and all that stuff like no they're just making all sorts of fucked up danger noodles everywhere like one day they're gonna make one that's like a fucking what did the t-rex thing that they think it's a, like a like that a family of ostrich a flying t-rex yeah <laughs> but like ostriches like that's like now i now i can't see an ostrich <laughs> another way people are gonna be like what are you talking about there's a theory that ostriches are in the same family as a t-rex because they have the same little arms so <laughs> and it's wild <laughs> she just held her arms like a t-rex to say that just just so everyone's aware i was spat water all over my mic holy fuck again why do people listen to us right no one's gonna listen to this episode because they're like these drunk bitches or i'm trying i'm not even drunk i'm a little high now but like (laughs) wild okay let's do it yeah we got this just stop messing with dna that's the whole point of the story yeah it's really fucked up the snakes are stunning gorgeous beautiful but like the backstory not not too great yeah um so ben was in the process of making a deal with an nhl goalie named robin leonard um i think he plays for the vegas knights kings vegas kings i think knights no vegas night he plays for las vegas kevin, um, i can hear know. kevin now <laughs> kevin's making fun of us so bad right now <laughs> uh, anyways this guy uh he was purchasing a large portion of ben's collection for 1.2 million dollars so he could start his own breeding business so shit was looking real nice for ben and Lindley. um they had two kids together the older uh the son named matthew came from lindley's first marriage but ben treated him as his own and then they had a daughter together named amelia marie um amelia spelled with an e too i thought that was kind of cool yeah that was cool um on june 8th 2017 lindley got a call from her husband while she was working at her salon so lindley had opened the salon herself after seeing how successful ben's business had become she wanted something like for herself so she could also feel like a successful entrepreneur i don't know why i put that word in here so many times it's like the hardest word for me to say entrepreneur (laughs) no successful oh (laughs) um so she wanted something for herself uh so that she could be like ben so ben helped her financially and the couple threw a ton of money into the salon to the point where it was becoming a bit of a strain and Lindsay, Lindsay, lindley was facing uh credit problems she'd been sued i think like three times by her credit card for missed payments you get um, sued by your credit card company you can i think it, i think it has to be like a long period of time oh, or uh. something i don't know how it got to that point but it got to that point um 
blah blah so yeah it was it was becoming a bit of a problem so ben called her while she was working to ask who was picking up the kids and she asked him to because she'd be busy um a little while later lindley got another call this time it was from the daycare asking when someone was coming to get the children um so it's another one of those oh shit where'd he go kind of things yeah um so lindley got into her car picked the kids up and then rushed to the property she told the kids to stay in the car as she ran out uh when she entered the building Why? where they kept the snakes because she didn't want the kids to see this oh okay <laughs> uh so she found ben laying on the ground in a pool of blood in the snake shed thing i don't want to call it a barn i kept wanting to call it a barn while i was writing this but i don't think that's correct i mean it works um, now <laughs> So she called 911, screaming and crying. Uh, Dateline NBC has the audio if anybody wants to hear it. And after a while, Ben's brother Sam Rennick took the phone from her because she was pretty useless in that moment. Um, he happened to be on the property when Lindley got home. So she called him before calling 911 and said, get out to the snake building. And then she called 911. Um, so the EMTs were on their way and they were trying to find out more information about the snake because you're walking into a room full of snakes you want yeah. to know what the fuck is happening yeah. and lindley just kept saying like she didn't know what was happening she didn't know what was going on blah, blah blah so sam took the phone and he let the operator know that it looked like ben had been crushed by one of the big anacondas um his skull had been like completely crushed in that gave me and there shivers were... like i just yeah oh, um, okay and... i don't know if we're gonna pick this audio up but i'm sorry my neighborhood's going nuts right now there's about 17 dogs barking at each other is that what that is? I yeah. thought it was the baby. No, he's asleep. There's like literally... <laughs> fuck, man. What the fuck? My neighborhood is crazy. I was looking at our drinking game the other day that uh, I think... Oh my god, I think it's Katie yes. made it. Yeah, yeah. And um, it says something about like our dogs making sounds. You take a drink, but I feel like this counts. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I was looking at it, but I was like, I want a drink. Um Oh, yeah, so his skull had been ba badly damaged, and there were two puncture wounds on one of his arms. Uh, police showed up on the scene armed with shotguns because of the big snake that was on the loose. Uh, there's, like, there's um cam footage that's really, really funny where the guy's like, I don't care if it's five inches long, I'm going to shoot its ass. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're terrified of these snakes. I mean, um, I don't blame them. <laughs> yeah. So Ben was declared dead on the scene, and everyone was on the lookout for what they believed to be a 10 to 13 foot py uh, python or anaconda that killed him. No, thank However, you. um, another reptile breeder named Megan Kelly, who's one of the girls I follow. She was interviewed by Dateline like, like way after. So she explained that this most likely wasn't the case. So Dateline asked her how a snake of that size would kill somebody. And she said, quote, strangulation. It would be purely an accident. It would have to get around your neck or like crush you around your ribs and your lungs. So in Ben's case, the skull was crushed and he had not been strangled. Oh, interesting. Okay. Basically snakes don't do this. Um, and if they did do that, they probably wouldn't leave anything behind. So basically his skull was crushed in. Mm. So that's not a snake. <laughs> the coroner would later reveal that Ben had in fact been shot eight times, not killed by the snake. So that was bullet wounds and not trauma of a beating of any kind. By what gun? By what gun? Don't we want to know? But like, no, um, if it gets a shotgun, like imagine being shot eight times in the... Ooh, I don't actually know. You know what? I didn't look into like the type or anything. Because I if just... it's like that's crushed and like you can't tell, ooh. then I feel... Ooh. Oh my God. I couldn't... Ooh, oh. that's gnarly. Ugh. 
well, <laughs> graphic warning, I guess. Um, so when the first, uh, when the news first came out about Ben's death, his friends and family initially believed that he'd been killed either for his money or his collection. Uh, his friend Dave Kaufman told Dateline that his first question to police was how many snakes are missing. Strangely enough, they were all accounted for. Not one was missing. So it wasn't um, for that, I guess. Nope. During interviews with investigators, Lindley revealed a beef between the two brothers. So Ben and Lindley owned the family property where they kept the snakes, and it was left to them by Ben's father. So the Rennick's parents bought the farm in the 80s, and they raised the boys there. In 1992, the house was destroyed by a gas explosion. Oh, wow. So the Rennick's, they rebuilt it, and they, like, pimped it out. It was, like, a big mansion with a pool. It was, like, a nice farm home kind okay. of thing. Um, so it became this beautiful giant house that the family had all of their gatherings at. Uh, 15 years later, the boy's mom, Kim, was diagnosed with cancer and passed away in the family home. Oh. And their father, Frank, never recovered and took his own life shortly after this. And in his will, left the farm to the boys. Um, so Ben and Sam came to a deal of sorts in which Ben and Lindley... Uh, took over the mortgage slash ownership of the home and let Sam live on the property paying rent in like the like side home, I guess. Like a guest house sort um, of thing? Yeah. Okay. So Sam inherited some of the financial assets from his parents, but they ran through it fairly quickly, uh, he and his wife. So Sam and his wife approached Ben and Lindley about selling half of the property to them so they could build a new home and start fresh with like a more stable life. Um, the house they were living in was like it was old and it was starting to fall apart it wasn't like the big pimped out one so they wanted to basically like tear it down and rebuild it because they had kids and stuff and it was like getting dilapidated i guess yeah um so lindley and ben said absolutely not we will not do that and the drama started there um there's a whole bunch of like bickering there's was text sent uh and they like they didn't really have a good relationship anymore and sam made some pretty brutal remarks at the scene of the murder so he made comments about ben being cheap and leaving the property a mess uh in one of the like uh what is it called the fucking chest camera thing that cops wear oh just like a body camera isn't it called? body cam yeah, body, body cam. cam uh in the body cam it picks him up saying like i told him to hire someone to do all this shit and he didn't do it and he's just like ranting he's for no dead. reason like- yeah um, and for some reason, he decided to call himself the brother murderer that night. Uh, someone was, like, asking him questions about what happened. He's like, all right, that was me. I'm the brother murderer. And it was just, like, not not the best thing to do in that moment, I yeah. guess. I don't know why he did it. So investigators obviously wanted to learn more about Sam to determine whether or not this feud was enough to drive him to kill his own brother. Um and at that time, a lot of the friends and family were starting to think he was guilty as well, just because of the way he was acting. Yeah. Uh, so b- police brought Sam in for questioning, but he had an alibi for the evening of the murder. Of course he did. So he was in the big home at the time, like the nice big family home, and he was interviewing someone to be his kid's nanny. And it was during this interview that L- Lindley called Sam screaming to come over. And the I guess the girl he was interviewing verified this. Um, so he still, like during his interview, he painted like a strained picture uh fuck that up he painted a picture of a strange relationship between the brothers during his interview sam was bitter about ben owning the land and how successful his snake business had become uh he called his brother arrogant and said he talked about money too much 
during questioning, Sam revealed that there was actually never really an argument over the farm, though. The two men had come to an agreement about sharing the property. They were just waiting for Sam and his wife to get back on their feet before finalizing the deal. So mm-hmm. he definitely didn't sound like a brother in mourning, but he also insisted that he had nothing to do with the brother's murder. Uh, they just kind of had, didn't... like, their brother fights and, like... Yeah. Okay. But Lindley was the one that was like, no, they want our house. They want to take our money, blah, blah, blah. I mean, is um, she sketch? She seems sketch. She's a little sketch. I mean, her name is already sketch, so... Yeah, like, we should have done been new. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Sam willingly participated in all of the police tests. He did a polygraph. He did DNA. He did gunpowder residue. All of that. Um, and after he left the station, his attitude took another weird turn. So he ended up blocking the entrance of the farm with, like, I guess, hay and shit. And he put up a big sign that said, quote, I'm drunk and I'm armed. in later interviews sam claimed he did this to try to prevent nosy people from trying to snoop on the crime scene and he said he wasn't in his right mind after the loss of his brother and he's like well that was like my last family member like i lost everybody so i Mm -hmm. kind of snapped and i was like yeah i get it i guess especially like with alcohol and like whatever else is involved i yeah i get that yeah um so it still made him look mighty fishy to police but it wasn't enough to like bring him in or name him a suspect or anything so the case sat at a standstill for a few months with no real leads until lindley made a surprising announcement that would suddenly shine a spotlight on the grieving widow um one day lindley showed up to sam's house to to shat (laughs) (laughs) she's just gonna shat on the porch i gotta go man um to chat and share some great news she was pregnant by her new boyfriend brandon blackwell how many months how no no, how many months since her it hadn't even been a whole a whole year since her husband died Mm. 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 so he was known to the family he lived near the farm and worked at the local power plant um and he actually did help with police questioning at one point he was kind of like a witness at the time oh was he now yeah oh that's convenient um so sam knew brandon and lindley had been friends but for her to be pregnant less than a year after ben was murdered was a giant red flag for the entire family yeah no sure um the rennick family informed the investigators about the bundle of joy but that wasn't enough to bring her in it was just something that everybody wanted to keep tabs on like what the fuck is happening here that's kind of good on them though to be like yo guys this is what's happening and the cops are like yo that's fishy but like let's hold on Mm -hmm. So, in the few weeks after the announcement, Lindley started to distance herself from the Rennick family. Uh, they couldn't get a hold of her or the kids, who were like their nieces and nephews. You know, they yeah. wanted to support them. Um, she did, however, reach out to tell Sam that she was kicking him off the property to sell it. And uh, apparently when she sold it, she like left all of um, her husband's stuff. I can't remember. Ben. She left all of his like clothes and stuff there and was just going to like sell it as is. Clearly, she's in so much mourning and, like, misses him yeah. so much. Uh, she had also reached out to Megan Kelly, who I mentioned earlier, asking if she would take in any of Ben's larger anacondas, uh, all without telling the family. Or uh, this one guy was, like, taking care of the snakes for her, and she, like, didn't even tell him. So this Megan Kelly girl got the call from Lindley, and she's like, that's really fucking weird. Like, you want to just give me all of these million-dollar snakes? And... uh so she reached out to the guy who was taking care of the snakes and he told investigators about this. And this was another like, what the fuck moment for them. Uh, she did end up taking one of the snakes. She didn't take all of them, but she took one. Um, so there's now a giant flashing red sign instead of a red flag that's hanging over Lindley. And it has like a, a massive arrow just pointing yeah, at it's, her. Yeah, this one right here. Yeah. It's gonna, <laughs> it, on the top of it, it says this bitch. 
but not like the that's this so funny. bitch. It's this bitch. Dis. This bitch. This bitch. Um, in the summer of 2019, Lindley and Brandon's relationship started to go south. She often fled to her parents' home after Brandon would allegedly threaten and beat her. Um, Lindley claimed that he had become controlling and abusive and that she wanted him behind bars. So she pressed charges that night and got a court order taken out, but he continued to stalk her. Uh, he would call her repeatedly, leaving terrifying messages. He would show up at her house despite the court order. Uh, eventually, he was charged and held on felony stalking in January 2020. So investigators heard about this. Investigators on the, the Ben case. And they're like, interesting. Yeah. We can use this. So they, like I said, they interviewed Brandon earlier in the investigation, but they didn't really get anything important from him. And basically what they said is like, he was just talking about how great Lindley was the whole time and how he felt so bad for Lindley because she's such a great person and blah, blah, blah. So they're like, hmm. Uh, so now that they were like not chill with each other anymore and they were having a hard time uh, getting along, they the were like, holy like, shit. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, he's probably going to be more willing to shit talk her now that he's like pissed at her about this. Because he claims that he, I should say this, he claims that he never touched her, et cetera, okay. et cetera. So uh, they're like, oh shit. He's going to talk now. Yeah. So he did. He he talked. Uh, Brandon told investigators that Lindley confided that she had killed Ben. Brandon alleged that her motive was the failing salon. Uh, she was worried that Ben would leave her and take the kids away, leaving her with nothing. Uh, apparently, they were fighting quite a bit, and a lot of people didn't know that. Uh, so, like I said, she dug herself a nice little hole of debt, and Ben was often like, fucking pay your bills, I guess. Yeah. Um, that's so Brandon also up. like she's just like oh he's gonna leave me brandon also revealed that his relationship with lindley started long before ben was dead so the, the couple had been dating for like a few months before ben was murdered why wouldn't you like tell police that you know like if you had absolutely nothing to do with his death and like you're like wow this is kind of weird like why wouldn't you i don't i would like to say it was because he was in love with her in air quotes and he was just like he didn't want to get her in trouble but like where where is your where is your spine you know what's i'm like, sorry if carl told me he murdered someone i'd be like bro what? i mean depending on who it was <laughs> fair but like at the same time it's kind of like i maybe it's it's obviously just my mindset like i will never okay maybe river but i would never <laughs> love someone that much to be like that you would this like is hide okay. a body essentially yeah, yeah and you would i feel like i would look at them differently too like right? every time you like saw them around a corner you jump a little bit you know right? like do i know that i'm next yeah no that's fucked up you're like, right it's just it's weird it's just <laughs> but we've never been put in that situation hopefully we never will like not hopefully <laughs> river don't grow up to be a serial killer she's <laughs> gonna <laughs> so stop hanging out with me um and me <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, uh, I keep losing my spot. I'm bad at this. So, according to Brandon, Lindley called her ex-boyfriend, a man named Michael Humphrey. Uh, he was known to police and had several run-ins due to his drug use. Uh, Lindley asked Michael to help her kill Brandon, or, wow, to help her kill Ben because Michael owed her a favor of some sort. Um, in the end, Brandon's version says that Michael chickened out and Lindley grabbed the gun and shot Ben herself. Uh, three days later was ben just laying there just be like yeah that's fine go ahead i'll just wait <laughs> well she like i'm gonna get into it a little okay. bit there's there's three different versions oh, um good so th three days later investigators got a warrant and arrested both lindley and michael charging them with first degree murder uh this sh shend why can't i talk because you're high 
<laughs> True. This sent a shockwave through the Rennick family and the reptile community. Uh, like I said, everybody thought that Lindley and Ben had like the perfect relationship. Uh, in one of the interviews I read, someone said that they always stood out at reptile shows because they both seemed to want to be there. Yeah. Like usually at reptile shows, there's one person in the couple who's just like scrolling on their phone, not giving a fuck. But like they were both like had all the snakes out. We're talking to people. Like they both got along. They just so vibed well. So- well. Yeah, yeah, so people, like, literally were hoping that they were on the list that day to go see them kind of thing. Like, they were, like, quasi-famous, I guess. She was um, just a fake-it-till-you-make-it kind of girl, I guess. Literally, yeah. yeah. Uh, so her family also had a hard time accepting the news, and they still deny the allegations to this day. They're poor kids. So Lindley's version of events, as told to investigators, is that she went to the farm that night to ask Ben for a divorce. She brought Michael with her for support. She said she was in need of a friend to help her stand her ground. She alleged that Ben was abusive towards her and she was scared. Um, That's Lindley a really claimed, big claim that you seem to be having a lot. Yeah, suddenly Lindley. now, like years after the murder, yeah. all of a sudden. That's um, so she claimed that she had never asked Michael to kill Ben, nor did she want him dead. She just wanted a divorce. So you uh, brought she the that- person that you were cheating with no this is the ex-boyfriend this is another guy oh even better sorry yeah there's, there's, there's a lot of another names. guy there's a lot of names <laughs> she's dealing with <laughs> yeah uh <laughs> there was one interview i listened to where someone described her about like yeah she likes to get around getting strange cars if you know what i mean <laughs> i was like that's brutal um so yeah she just wanted a divorce and she said she was stunned when she turned around and saw a gun in michael's hand i'm sorry i don't know what kind of gun it was uh, she said she screamed and ran and, I guess, ran back to her salon. She never said how she got there, but she ended up back at the salon. So she didn't call 911 and she didn't go to check on Ben. She just, like, went about her day. Uh, she claims that she was in a state of shock and didn't fully register what had happened. And she thought Ben was okay until she got that call from the daycare. But then in her first version of events, she said that Ben called her before the daycare called her. So, like, what is it, Lindley? um that's guilty that's called guilt (laughs) so michael who was the ex-boyfriend who was there with her said that lindley did ask him about the murder but then she changed her mind and said i just need support um so he did agree with her on that but he said while he was looking at ben's snake collection he heard gunshots ring out he looked around the corner to see lindley holding a gun i'm sorry i don't know what kind and ben on the ground uh michael ran back to the car and drove lindley back to the salon so one of lindley's employees actually backs this theory she said that lindley had told her that ben was abusing her and that she was planning to kill him and the employee didn't really believe it i guess until lindley walked in that night shaking and covered in blood um so the employee helped lindley clean up and swore not to tell anybody she escaped charges by using this confession in court i was gonna say that's like an accomplice she, she got very lucky um I don't know if she got any time, but she definitely didn't get, like, uh, anything serious because she used it against her in court. Um, I hope she still gets slapped with something, though. Like uh... I should look into it. I think she she might have. Uh, but the way she explained it is that, like, she didn't really think Lindley was serious about the murder. And then she just, like, showed up covered in blood. And she was just like, what the fuck? And, like, didn't know what to do. So, like, I get it. But, again, it comes down to why aren't you calling somebody after when you've like calmed down and you like know what's going on it means, like he has children yeah and you're like i oh, don't know I who ended up taking the children i think the brother has them all like sam or ben's brother sam that kind of makes he has my like, heart hurt a little bit yeah that's really sad 
mom feelings. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, do you have feelings now? I have. <gasps> no. <laughs> and it's gone. And it's gone. Um, in January 2022, I don't know why I said it like that. After 12 hours of deliberation, a jury found Lindley guilty of second degree murder, and she was only sentenced to 13 years for the murder, uh, plus three for I think like a weapons charge of some sort. Um, so a grand total of 16 years for the brutal murder of her husband. What the fuck? Had she been convicted of first degree, her sentence would have been much more harsh. But the defense argued that Ben's alleged abuse abuse drove lindley to kill so she somehow ended up with second degree which i fucking don't agree with that doesn't make sense that i'm sorry that does not make sense no uh so while issuing the sentence judge crane told lindley quote you're awful lucky ma'am you're gonna get out in your 40s and my 40s weren't too bad i just hope you don't kill again the end so not really the end because they are filing like you keep filing appeals and stuff because lindley's like i didn't do it girl yes you did (laughs) Like, I mean, it's it's a pretty nice painted picture. You know? She definitely fucking did it. Uh, there, I think she does have another court date coming up. So I will update you if anything yeah. big happens. But, like, there's there's no way she's getting out of this. That's just... Um, I just can't believe she only got second degree. If she's... One, she's plotting it. Two, there's no evidence yeah. she was abused. And multiple people said she was plotting it. Yeah. I think four people in total had come forward saying that, yeah, she told us she was going to do this, but we just didn't think she was serious that's fucking i can't (laughs) so she's she's still trying to get off and i believe uh his family is still trying to get a retrial for first degree murder i would too um i don't know how that works exactly but i know that they are trying to get a harsher sentence for her so i'll keep you updated if anything happens i hope i hope she just does something really stupid in jail and she never leaves she like confides in an undercover cop or something that's, or just the, kill that's the goal <laughs> yeah no but it's really fucked up and i guess holly's lesson of the day is noodles aren't bad you guys they won't attack you yeah. for no reason did they end up finding the danger noodle <laughs> no there was never one out oh for some reason i thought yeah. there was. no there never was oh. uh they that was just what she came Said. up with in that moment is that he had snakes so a snake must have killed him and uh, the puncture wounds ended up being bullet wounds. Oh. So they, they thought it was a snake bite, but it yeah. was actually bullet wounds. Uh, and then, yeah, the, the crushing was also bullet wounds. So there was never a snake involved at all. That's fucking bizarre. But yeah. What a twist. day. Danger noodles are not that bad. Yeah. Not at all. Apparently. They only hurt you if you hurt them. <laughs> yeah. Danielle's like, fuck that. <laughs> no, I was like, I've never owned one, so... <laughs> If I ever die, it's not from a danger noodle. So I say that. <laughs> but yeah, so I'll keep you updated on that one. Hopefully she stays right where she is. I really hope their kids are okay because that's really fucked. I didn't look into that, but I, I can and I'll let you know. Also, I love how they I, were like, it's the brother who did it because they like, like this bitch, this fucking bitch. She basically like, so they did have uh, disagreements, like they didn't get along, but she basically created the whole she property battle yeah. scenario like they they had disagreements over sir i don't remember how he worded it but he basically just didn't like how his brother always talked about how rich he was when he was like not that well off mm-hmm. but they said that they always had a deal to split the property at some point yeah so she just made that up to be like look at him and not me what a bitch yeah what a bitch we don't like her fucking lindley yeah i mean are we surprised look at her name no lindley <laughs> We're gonna like meet like the nicest Lindley in the world. We're gonna be like, we're really I'm sorry. I'm gonna feel so bad. For episode ninety seven. 
I'm really excited to hear yours, though, because you, first of all, wrote it this morning, which is hilarious to me. <laughs> I did. I've, I've had it all week, but, like, I just, it's been a week, guys, but I wrote it this morning. Because River slept for three hours. It was bizarre. She had the time. I did. I had the time. But we're gonna- I texted her. I was like, I know you're going to finish it, but just on the off chance that you don't, it's cool. We could pick another day. And she's yeah. like, oh, no, I'm finishing it. Yeah. Once I'm committed, I'm committed. Um, and I do really well when I procrastinate. So that's why I always do my episodes on <laughs> Thursday night. I work well under pressure. I do. Um, so we're going to talk about the Red Onion Salon. Or Salon. The Fuck, you said the salon. I, it's a saloon. It's not a salon. <laughs> It's called the Red Onion, though. The Red Onion. I yeah. love it. Um, so it's located in Shagway, Alaska, and it was built in 1897. My is this why you were looking at that Alaska video, or is that a happenstance? What? What Alaska? What? The one on the... the Was that you that sent me that? Where they leave school and go on their... Oh, uh, yeah. No, that was just okay. a quinky thing. Like, Holy shit. Did, did y'all not send me that? Yeah. <laughs> You guys, you should have seen the, the the little arm movement she did to talk about a <laughs> snowmobile. <laughs> what was that? That was, pretty- that was not even close to how a snowmobile functions. <laughs> the throttle. That's not. No. Uh, yeah, you have throttles on both sides, Holly. You're correct. You're right. <laughs> vroom, vroom. Super speed. That's how it works, right? <laughs> I gotta go. What a mess. I love I her. I to take my glasses off. They're foggy. <laughs> Um, but my dad actually told me about this place, so this is dedicated to my father. I um, feel like ninety nine nine point nine percent of our episodes are. <laughs> my dad thought of this, <laughs> but and anything that comes from Alaska, it's gonna be my dad because my dad's obsessed with Alaska. Is he? He is. He's obsessed with. You it. should take him there. I'm going. You know those cruise. I talk about the. Oh my god! Here, yeah. But there's like cruise ships that go there, and like I've heard it's really nice. Yeah. Yeah. So it start. Okay, so it was built in 1897, and it started operations in 1898. The saloon was built during like the Klondike Gold Rush, so the saloon was like second home to a lot of miners. Um, uh, back then, it was against the law to um, like pay for sex, um, but the saloon also operated as a brothel because they like fuck the law. Um, <laughs> uh, so Shagway, Alaska, housed a lot of like these lonely miners at the time, obviously because of the Gold Rush, um, and so the Red Onion wasn't only the only brothel in town there was multiple of them but this one was like the most stylish for that time and considered would to be considered to be high you go class to one named the red onion though because like because <laughs> you'd be like why is it named the red onion and then you would go it makes fair okay that's sense. true but, all i could think about is that it smells like onions right <laughs> and like <laughs> like if any woman smells like onions that'd be weird yeah it's not great like so to when i okay so guys i used to work at target when it came to canada we both used to work at Target. Fun fact. Oh, yeah, we did. I built a Target. Yeah, same. We I worked at it from when it became a Target in Canada until it ended. Like, literally the last day. I bailed out before the end because they fucked me over. Yeah, I mean, that's Target. I still love Target, though. I, I will be Target. going to Buffalo as soon as I wish they just did it I properly. Can. Like, they didn't have to open so many stores. But that's totally they off topic. They opened, like, a million of them. I know. But, like, the whole point of this is I had a customer, or a guest, I'm sorry, come <laughs> <laughs> come up to me and be like i probably smell like onions because i just ate a raw onion and i was like that's great this is like good morning sir yeah (laughs) and he was like like our age i'm like are you trying to hit on me like this isn't working could you imagine working like a retail job now as like the people we are today because i feel like i am a lot more bold now than i was then and i would straight up just like throat punch someone i would be fired in like two seconds (laughs) yeah like you're an idiot bye that would not happen uh but retail workers are heroes that's all i'm saying they really are like you put up with a lot of fucking shit you're the real heroes of this world yeah um 
so basically so those this this saloon was supposed to be like the most stylish for that time and considered to be like the high class version but there was multiple multiple of them in town um so you'd go there to like drink gamble etc so the main floor of this building was operated as a bar and then the upstairs with the second floor had 10 rooms and each room a woman would like work out of it um so this is where the brothel worked so i don't know if they they were all like this but i kind of found this kind of interesting so on the main floor of the bar um, there would be 10 dolls or like how usually there'd be 10 women working there mm-hmm. um, so say 10 dolls and each doll represented one of the women working there so when the doll was ch- like when the woman was chosen they would place the doll lying down so that indicated that the woman was currently working um, oh, then, then so once the guy weird. left the doll would be p- placed back up so they know that she was available it's like the fucking sock on the door or whatever <laughs> yeah isn't that crazy and they still wild. they still have the dolls today i don't do the dolls look like I, the girls where they like yeah. modeled after wow. yeah like some have like blonde hair like dark hair it's great i don't know if they're like authentic dolls like i don't know if they're from that time but they do have these dolls like in the bar right now just That's, as so what a weird way of doing that yeah i mean it's uh what's the word i'm looking for not productive it does its job it serves yeah. its purpose it's like you know like a, it's like a punch card but like a doll <laughs> you doll in and you doll out yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so it's crazy i'm like i'm like i don't know if this is normal but like this one has it i don't think i don't think it is but that's special that's why the people went to the red onion right it's it's <laughs> high class you get these um so apparently the women at this brothel were actually treated extremely well by the establishment they weren't looked at as just like a sex worker but they were like an asset to this place um so they had a bouncer that protected them and each room was made to have like secret escape doors in case anything oh, cool. were to happen yeah they always protected like the women that worked there so that's actually like right in what year uh that opened in 1878 wow which is rare right i kind of love that yeah. yeah um so it was kind of like a system put in place to protect them which again you don't even even to this day that doesn't it's exist. almost like that's exactly what we need right <laughs> <laughs> um so there is some history on how they were paid so they would work 12 hours and if you paid for the service it would be no more than 15 minutes um i feel like 15 Ooh. minutes is generous for men anyways i'm sorry <laughs> um but 15 minutes and 12 hours means like a lot of men that's like 50 men if you were to do every 15 minutes wow yeah i that's exhausting i <laughs> like, couldn't even like 15 I minutes i don't even want me. the one i have you yeah. know <laughs> good thing he doesn't listen i'm kidding i'm kidding i'm she's, so kidding she's not kidding <laughs> no she's totally kidding but like here we are um women just rule the world guys um so the fee of this it was five dollars and so the women got a dollar every 15 minutes yeah five bucks but you the women only got 125 which i'm sure was a lot back then so yeah 250 went to the madame who's basically like their boss um and then a dollar 25 to the security guy that's how it was broken down fair yeah so but like it's kind of annoying because the women are doing all the work and like (laughs) the guy that's just standing there like making sure he gets they don't. the same amount yeah that's kind of annoying yeah but like i feel like the, the madame could have taken less of a cut i think so too i think so too um but at the same time this like brothel has been noted for never having a woman be killed in the establishment oh, wow yeah so that's also very rare um especially in that time like it's not yeah. even, like it's crazy um the turnover rate was obviously high um for women because they'd just go there to make money as much as they could and then leave especially in alaska right um oh i forgot we were in alaska this whole time yeah we're in alaska um 
but again no one was killed um but that doesn't mean they weren't abused just to make that clear and there's no just because there's no reports of it doesn't mean it didn't happen yeah so i don't want to paint like this perfect picture of this place because but it sounds like not the not the worst one yeah fair um so the gold rush in uh shagway only lasted a few years and then miners moved to nome alaska which left shagway like just a little quiet uh so the red onion was changed into a dance hall in the 1900s so it was like only this brothel saloon for only a couple years it didn't last that long yeah um so it's rumored that it's um uh, it still operated as a brothel during the dance hall phase, but it, again, it said it only lasted a couple of years. This isn't confirmed, but apparently it's a thing. Um, in 1914, the whole building was actually moved closer to the railroad to better their operations and to get customers to come in off the train. The building itself went through a lot of owners and different types of storefronts. So it was like a bakery, a pharmacy, a TV station, a gift shop, a telegraph station. In World War II, it was like an army barrack. It was, it's been wow. multiple things. Yeah. <laughs> In 1980, the building was purchased by Jan Rentmorth. Uh, she's fucking badass. From what I've read, she's an absolute badass. Is this the one that you told me about? Uh, that you were like, yeah. badass women? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. She's she's pretty badass. So she planned to have the building brought up to code and have it reopened as the Red Onion Saloon. Uh, so during the reno, she had to have like the copper piping removed because it's like been deemed a fire hazard. So to bring mm-hmm. it up to code, she had to get these replaced. So in doing so, they had to rip up all the floors and and ripping off all the floors, they actually found um, belongings that women had while working at the brothel. So apparently, like. In, in the rooms, they had, like, under the floorboards, they would have... That's how they... Like, the men would pay them before they left. Yeah. They'd put the money in, like, this tube thing and put it in the floor. But then they'd also hide, like, any personal belongings if they were given something or whatever. Instead of lockers, kind Instead, of. Yeah, it's kind like, of. Yeah. It's under the floorboards. So when she was doing that, she actually found items. So they're actually wow. on display. And it's it's part of... It's a museum now. So it's in display there. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. So at first, just the saloon and restaurant... Um, and like second, it was a saloon. So she, when she reopened it, it was a uh, saloon and restaurant. And then the second floor where it was the brothel, it was being used as like a staff lounge. Or okay. if they had like a band play and the band had to stay over, they'd use like the bigger room, which was like the madame, madame room, like the boss room, as kind of like a backstage area to stay. Um, but the Shagway became a stop for a, la- a lot of Alaskan cruise ships. Um, as the years went on, people became really interested in the history and like the history of brothels. So Shagway had a lot, as I said, so it became like a... Is this the cruise you want to do? Yes. Is this the cruise <laughs> I want to do? Yes. Um, so Jan turned the second floor into the brothel museum. It, she restored it to what it would have been like in 1898. Um, she, as I said, kept those pieces that were found under the floorboard. So they're on they display. They drag shows there. Oh Holly. Holly, they do. No! They do! I love yes! it! <laughs> That's, I get to that. I get to that. Yeah, they do drag shows there. It's so cool. Um, so now this place is said to be haunted by a female spirit. I'm just so excited about this place, guys. Holy, holy, holy they do. Do. <laughs> You have to come on my Alaska cruise. I, I'm sold yeah, now. Right? Um, so this place is said to be haunted by a female spirit or spirits, but the spirit has been named, um, they named her Lydia. So no one knows her story or why she's residing in the saloon. But they do believe she might have been like a sex worker there. Um, mm-hmm. On the second floor, footsteps are heard when the place is empty and closed. People have smelt like perfume in the air on the second floor. And then they have like your classic like cold spots. 
Um, yeah. The spirit has made her presence known to employees. So, and like to customers and even to police, which is interesting. <laughs> yeah. So one night the cops were called for some disturbances on the second floor. An employee heard like commotion upstairs and called the cops. Cause it was like loud enough to be like, there's no one here. I'm calling the cops. Like, there shouldn't be anyone up there. Yeah. Um, and so when the cops arrived, they were walking up the stairs and saw a figure of a woman standing at the top. This figure then ran down the hall and into the room, which was originally, like, the madame's room. So they followed her. They're like, what the fuck are you doing up here? Um, so the cops followed, and when they got to the room, she was gone. Oh. Yeah. So it was Lydia, apparently. Yeah. Um, she's said to be extremely helpful. She will water plants in the building. Um, Aww. right employees would show up to work and notice like a plant being like damp and like dude she's the ghost that all the memes are about have you ever seen the meme where it's like why do ghosts always fuck with my shit why can't a ghost just do my laundry or like yeah. do my dishes and she's just here being like a helpful hand she's like yeah I got this, everybody more of this energy right lydia you need to come live with me and help keep my plants alive please and thank you because <laughs> i can't do it um so her spirit is seen as like a full apparition especially on the second floor um she could also be very hostile and really hostile towards men um mm. so that's why they believe her spirit is from a previous woman who may have worked at the brothel um they aren't sure of her story as i said and they aren't sure she like died in the house because nothing's ever been reported there or she's just maybe attached to something so maybe one of those pieces well, the belongings and yeah. the floorboards might have been hers and maybe yeah. she's kind of like i don't maybe she's stuck there um so there was an incident in the saloon there were two men working on um something on the second floor like just maintenance stuff and one of them was pushed down the stairs. <laughs> yeah. They Push said... Is he okay? Yeah, he's fine. <laughs> okay. Uh, they said the, the whatever pushed him was extremely strong. So they believed... Like, it's not like he fell. Like, he believed he was pushed. Is it the bodyguard? And that's what they think. So they think it was either Lydia making her, like, hate for men known. Yeah. Or, again, another... Just a spirit being a dick. Or people think it could be the bouncer kind of protecting her. Maybe he sensed that this guy was, like, sketchy or something. Yeah. Like, who knows? So, like, maybe this bouncer's protecting her, like, even in the afterlife. Yeah. Maybe they were, like, friends, and they're like, yes, let's go back. Is it weird that I think this place sounds fun? It sounds <laughs> like... so much fun. <laughs> um, so, whoever the spirit or spirits are in the saloon, they definitely like to make themselves known. Um, people have caught pictures. Like, people see full-body apparitions of Lydia. Um but this, again, the saloon is still open today. It's op operated as a restaurant bar and the museum's on the second floor. They host drag shows. Yay! Just sounds freaking amazing. And it's on my bucket list. But that's the Red That Onion sounds saloon. like so much fun. I was just picturing like how the saloon would look and everything. Mm -hmm. And my first thought was like, that'd be cool if they did like a Moulin Rouge-esque show. But then I was like, do you know what's even better than that? Drag, drag shows. And they do it that sounds fucking awesome this was a fun episode right. and like I my dad told fun. me about this and he wants to go so i was like can you imagine going to a drag show with my it? dad <laughs> right dude they would love him. my dad would have so much fun i think he would he would i think he'd, he'd get up on stage though i don't think it'd end well for us yeah so fun fact like my dad's side i'm sure if you follow me you know my lap like lapin you know my last name. yeah I'm like oh my god it's not Stuart's last name because we're not married huh <laughs> <laughs> Um, so my dad's, yes. my dad's family, the Lappins, they all had like, like female names for each other. So my dad's like female name is Brenda. Oh my God. He has a secret drag name. He has a secret drag name. It's Brenda. I love that. Mm -hmm. My dad's a Susie. I <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I saw uh, one of those fucking stupid, the last thing you ate and the color shirt you're wearing thing. Oh my God, yes. And it was like your grandma's name and the last thing you ate. And mine was Josephine ice cream. 
So I love that. It rhymes. That. Mine would be, oh my God, should I? No, because Janet's kind of boring. I'm sorry, Nana. I love you. But my my dad's mom, Mary Jane is her name. Oh, that's perfect. But they all, but in Ireland it's called, G- it's Jean. But like, it's, it's spelled spelled like Mary Jane. Jane, but it's, it's pronounced What was the last thing you ate? Ramen. <laughs> Don't I just sound like permanently if you did, high? like raw man, raw, raw man. man. That's kind of funny. Yeah. God, this has taken so many fucking turns. This has been a real. We said this was going to be a fun episode. And we it, knew. I. Ha- I mean, we you knew. guys might not have had fun, but I had a lot. Of fun. <laughs> People have stopped listening at this yeah. point. We're still going. Also, the, it's so dark outside. Like not dark outside, but it's like stormy clouds outside. Oh yeah, I saw. It's gonna be like a perfectly rainy night. I'm gonna get some tea. I'm gonna light. Oh my god, my, totally off topic again. I lit a candle. And my mom was like, don't forget to blow it out. And I was like, I won't. And then I went to bed. And you I, definitely didn't blow it out, did I you? I didn't. My mom came up at like tw- like midnight and she was just like, Danielle, you didn't blow up your fucking candle. <laughs> like, your house could have burned down if I wasn't here. I was like, thanks, mom. What was she walking around at midnight for? <laughs> it's my mom. Like, Fair. Fair. Yeah. So. But I hope that we get like a good storm. I keep seeing lightning in the forecast, but we don't get it. I don't know if it's warm enough yet. It's rude mother nature just hates us <laughs> this bitch this bitch her and lindley can fuck off <laughs> oh my god if you've made it to this point in the episode <laughs> just come hang out with us and on still want to talk to us yeah. even more <laughs> if you want to hang out with instagram just tell us to shut up our instagram is <laughs> a spooky hour podcast our twitter is at spooky hour and our email is the spooky hour podcast 666 at gmail.com we're planning a trip to Alaska if anyone wants to come. Yeah, if you want in, like, hit us up. You We're going to do this. Yeah, it'll be me, Holly, and my dad. It'll be great. <laughs> you could join us. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. And until then, you should stay, stay spooky. spooky. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>